And now, let's talk live with your host, Gavin Salpeck. Hi everybody, welcome back to Let's Talk Live with me, Gavin Salpeck. Today we are going to talk about wrestling and strictly wrestling. We're going to talk about WWE slash WWF back in the day, WCW, WWF versus WCW in the Monday Night Wars, TNA, WWE, and Attitude Era that dies off and the PG Era begins and how that's taking effect on the new generation that's going on and also E, I'm sorry, AEW, uh, all elite wrestling that's been blowing up in the last couple of months now, uh, since January, and just recently, the NWA wrestling has come back into the fold. It uh, it's it's an interesting time right now for wrestling fans and wrestlers in general. So, without further ado, let's get to it. This podcast is being sponsored by Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants. Family owned, locally operated. For big results for all your big game hunts, visit on Facebook Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants or email Big Daddy's BGA at yahoo.com. Big Daddy's Attracts, big results. Once again, that's Big Daddy's Big Game Attractants on Facebook or Big Daddy's BGA at yahoo.com. All right, like I stated previously in the beginning, uh, we're going to be talking about wrestling in general, WWE, AEW, WCW, TNA, NWA, the wrestlers, the storylines, and what is also known as KFAB, and all that other stuff, and the finishes, and the shoots, and the works, and etc., etc. Um, I want to start off just by saying that I am a huge, huge wrestling fan. I've been watching wrestling since I was about three, four years old. With my dad, it was always, always, and has been WWE. Back then, it was WWF, World Wrestling Federation. Now it's WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, And then when I got older, I kind of started to watch WCW, or as some people like to say, WCW. As what Dusty Rhodes would say, uh, which is World Championship Wrestling. Back in the day when I would watch it, WWF was coming to an end of their golden era. So, likes of Hulk Hogan were still around, Honky Tonk Man, Dink and Doink, all those, all those good wrestlers, Bam Bam Bigelow, Earthquake, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, the Bushwhackers, etc., etc. The list goes on. Then bring in new guys like The Rock, Farouk, who came from WCW to the WWF at the time. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was known as the Ringmaster. Then later on, switched over to Stone Cold Steve Austin that we know as of today. Uh, you still had uh, Scott Hall, who was known as Razor Ramon. Kevin Nash, known as Diesel. You had Sh- Shawn Michaels. You had... 
the one, two, three kid, also known later on in the WWF Attitude Era as X-Pac. And then you had about 96, 97, you started to see the transition from the Golden Age Era died out and you see the new WWF, the Attitude Era, the raw, the edgier, the more adult, now, now, which would be my generation growing up now, um, mindset for the WWF. Uh, I remember watching WWF when it was, like I said, golden era, and it was only uh, an hour, two hours, and then when WWF Raw's War went to two hours, you had PG for a good hour, and then that was at 9 p.m. Eastern, and then from 9 to 10, that was PG. And then from 10 to 11, that was your, like, adults would watch it. The cursing, the swearing, the sexual innuendos, all that other great stuff. Stone Cold coming out, kicking ass, flipping everybody off, throwing out swear words, all that other good shit. And then about 96, 97, around the same time, WCW started making their impact. But it wasn't until about 98, 99 when WCW was taking over the ratings for 82 or 83 straight weeks. Um, I remember listening to Eric Bischoff's 83 week podcast from time to time. And I like listening to these podcasts from like the Stone Cold or Eric Bischoff and they're just talking about how it was back then in the late 90s till now on how wrestling has evolved and the struggles and all the bullshit that they went through but the storyline that not what we would see but what went on behind the curtain which was fucking amazing that shit just blows me away it's it's pretty fucking awesome to tell you the truth um now, with that said, with with WCW beating uh, WWF at the time, 83 straight weeks on, on ratings, it's because Eric Bischoff knew that Vince McMahon was going on live. So, Eric Bischoff, being the president of WCW, he wanted to go on live as well, but there's no way he could beat WWF at the time. So, he's like, screw it, fuck him. I'm going to go two minutes before they go live. And that's what they did for 83 straight weeks. But where I'm, I'm from, I live in Canada, Ontario. Um, I'd watch WCW on Monday night because it would take over WWF. And then the next day, I'd get to watch WWF for the two hours that I missed the, the previous time. So, which was, which was great. So, I got to watch the Monday Night Wars happen. And... I got to see certain wrestlers that were in WWF go to WCW and some wrestlers vice versa from WCW go to WWF, which is great because that just started a whole feud, war, that again with the fans, the wrestlers, promoters, just the whole nine yards. It was just, just amazing. Just absolutely amazing. You can check videos on YouTube. You can look up shoot videos, work videos of wrestlers talking shit about others. Uh, there's one that I watched about Jeff Jarrett just running WCW down and Vince McMahon down. 
even the famous Montreal Screwjob. You can see Bret Hart when you watch it at the end of the video. He captions WCW backwards so that people that are watching at home can see he's spelling out WCW because his contract is up. And he wasn't going to drop the, the belt to Shawn Michaels at the time. And at that time, there was a lot of controversy between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. They didn't like each other, but they brought out the best in each other, so to speak. So now we are going on to the end of WCW fading out. Now, they pretty much lost to WWF. WWF and Spain pretty much bought out WCW. Um... But the way it all switched over was the minute Tony Schiavone announces on WCW Monday Nitro Live is when Mick Foley beats Triple H, or I think it was The Rock, I forget who. I think I think it was The Rock when Mick Foley, Mankind at the time, beats The Rock for the WWF World Heavyweight title and Tony Schiavone announces it live, live on WCW Monday Night Nitro Live. And when that happened, they knew they fucked up. Because the rain just drastically dropped after that show. And that's when Eric Bischoff knew right away they lost the war. And ever since then, WCW just started going downhill after that. It's It was a pretty amazing time to be a uh, wrestling fan. You got to watch two major companies go head-to-head for... I don't know, maybe five, six years, maybe. It all ended in 2001 when WCW aired the last Monday Nitro and the last match was Sting versus Ric Flair. That was a great, great fucking match. And the last WCW champion for Monday Night Nitro was Booker T. Uh, he held that title proud. I will give him that. He did a great job. I loved all the wrestlers in WCW. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a huge WWE slash WWF fan. Will always be. But WCW was great at the time. They had great wrestlers, great storylines. But in the end, WCW dies out. We will be right back. And after this brief Commercial, we'll be talking about TNA Wrestling, Total Nonstop Action Wrestling. Be right back. For all your shopping and retail perks, visit Shop Local Perks Hamilton and Shop Local Perks London at www.shoplocalperks.com. Once again, for Shop Local Perks Hamilton and Shop Local Perks London, that is www.shoplocalperks.com. Okay, everybody, we are back. Uh, like I said previously before, we are going to start talking about TNA, non total non-stop action. Um, I'm not a big fan of this company. Uh, before they were good, when they first started out, uh, the Jarrett's, Jeff Jarrett and his brother started it out. Um, he just wanted to do it just for the fans and the wrestlers that stopped kind of wrestling, but 
also for the new guys that were coming up. Um, TNA, it was good for their time, but it was too late. For me, they were too late. But they start, they did start to make a noise a bit, I'd say about six, seven years ago. But ever since they lost their contract deals with TVs and stuff like that, to me personally, TNA just went downhill. They're like they're hopping all over the networks, trying to find a good network company to take them over. Yada yada yada. Nobody's taking them. They're losing so much money, etc. 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 TNA just to me isn't the company to go against WWE anymore. They were for a bit, but not anymore. Um. Let's talk about AEW. AEW uh, started in February, was founded in February or January, I forget, by Tony Khan. Um, you can listen to him, well, you can listen to Stone Cold talk to Tony Khan on the Steve Austin podcast, uh, on Apple Podcast or Series 1 podcast or One podcast or something like that. It, it, it was uh, pretty good. Um, to be honest, it was really great to listen to that. It's about an hour long, which is great. Um, and Tony Khan really gives it to Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega that they started their own wrestling company. AEW is all four of them with the help of Tony Khan. So all five of them pretty much are running it. Um, and I never really heard of the Young Bucks until I started watching a little bit of New Japan New Japan Pro Wrestling on YouTube there. Then I started seeing the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. But after Cody Rhodes left the WWF, well, well, sorry, WWE, he went to New Japan and there you can see him progress and be who he wanted to be, not what the WWE wanted him to be. Which was great for Cody Rhodes. I like the Cody Rhodes that we have now. The American Nightmare. It's fucking awesome. Such a good character for Cody. Um, the Young Bucks are great. They're very talented guys. They're still young. They have a lot of miles to go. Kenny Omega. Um, he's great. Um, he's great for what he did in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I think it's just... It's not going to be hard for him to switch over from New Japan Pro Wrestling to North America wrestling that we know of where New Japan has like the strong style fist to cuffs kind of wrestling um, and they call it in the ring where North America wrestling they we, we kind of would call it in the ring or they would call it in the ring or they would rehearse the storyline or the steps just to be safe because you're not taking care of yourself you're also taking care of the person you're working with. It's kind of like a dance, right? So with that said, Kenny Omega did great. Um, and then when Jericho, when Chris Jericho left WWE to take time off to do his music career, he went to uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling and he went against Kenny Omega, which was fucking insane. Him and Kenny Omega did great together. They've had one of the best matches. And I give it up for Chris Jericho for being at his age and still be able to perform at his age is fucking amazing just like how Shawn Michaels was and Hulk Hogan was and especially Ric Flair before he fully retired from wrestling um, I give it up to those guys that can still go past a certain age past 45 50 
they can still go. That's 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 fucking amazing, man. To be honest. Um, now that AEW is come to the forefront, I can see AEW be like kind of like WCW, where they're going head to head with WWE now. We will have to see come October when AEW, which is going to be awesome when they get their TNA deal on TV, which they already got. They're just going to start uh, promoting their, their show very soon. I think next month they're going to start promoting it. And it's going to be it's going to be insane. I haven't watched any of their pay-per-views, but I've caught, I've, uh, caught a, uh, a couple clips on YouTube and Instagram. And I follow every... Uh, Mostly a lot of wrestlers from WWF, WCW, um, AEW, and some wrestlers from uh, the NWA, North uh, National Wrestling Association, which is like old school wrestling. But getting back to AEW, um, I can see AEW being a contender against the WWE, just in how WWE is evolving now, where it's taking, it's been. I would say almost 14 plus years of being PG and I can kind of see in certain segments where they're trying to go back to the Attitude Era where I've seen Kofi Kingston, um, I think he gave the Miz or somebody the finger and it was just like, okay, okay, we can see, we can see it happening, but we need more of the attitude era, more of the ruthless aggression attitude era where no fucks are given pretty much on on WWE because the kids that they tried to tolerate for the PG era have now grown up to be kind of like teenagers now, so it's like, you know, enough with the PG shit, let's get back to like wrestling, wrestling. Um, and I think that's what AEW is, is going to be like, where it's wrestling, wrestling, uh, back in the late 80s, early 90s, late 90s kind of deal, where they keep up with the KFAB, which is, uh, where you want to disbelief, you want to suck in the fans and think, okay, this isn't fake, this is real, this is real life bullshit, these guys don't, don't like each other, they're gonna kill each other in the fucking ring, people are gonna be split open, somebody's gonna get hurt, which, in fact, Injuries are real. The storyline is fake, yes. But injuries are real. Guys do break their legs, break their necks, blow out their knees, their backs, everything else. So I don't like it when people say wrestling is fake. Yes, wrestling is fake. The storyline is fake. It's all bullshit. But the injuries are real. And I think this is where the wrestlers are starting to get pissed off with the ICW, which is the Internet Community Wrestling which is completely bullshit. It's just somebody that has a computer that wants to talk a lot of bullshit and they think they know the ins and outs of the company and in the wrestling industry. You know jack shit about the wrestling company. Neither do I. I'm just a fan. I love it for what it is. But anyways, AEW, I can see, is doing, like I said, bringing back the KFAB, making you that disbelief and making you sucked into what is actually happening and believing the storyline which is which is great which is rare you don't really rarely see it um you we you got to see it a lot with i would have to say with stone cold steve austin and the rock when they would go head to head with each other even if it's on smackdown or monday night raw or all three uh wrestlemania's where stone cold was it 
won two, and then he lost uh, uh, the last one against The Rock. Um, even with the Triple H and The Undertaker and all that other stuff, you, you see a lot of it. Not anymore, but you've seen a lot of it before. Um, and I can see, like I said, I don't want to keep repeating myself, but you can see AEW doing the same thing where they're coming back and bringing the old school wrestling and it's going to be great. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking amazing to be honest. So with that, I can't wait for AEW to come out and have their own show. I think they're going to do an hour or two hour show. Um, and they're going to do actual storylines. They're going to cut this bullshit of goofy ass, uh, promos in the back. They're not going to have somebody walk up with the camera and do a promo right then and there. They're going to actually do like 1980s, early 90s promos with the screen in the back, talking a lot of smack, you know, keep, keep it classy and shit like that, which is, it's, it's going to be awesome, which I can't wait. Um, with that said, now I want to talk about the NWA Wrestling, which is National Wrestling Association. Um, it just started to come back, I say, within the last year. Uh, it got back in the fold. Um, it seems it seems legit. It seems it seems pretty good. I did a little bit of history, not much, but I did a little bit of history. I like the belt. It's very old school. It's simple. It's small. Um, you had a couple of guys. Uh, hold it for a long time uh, the one guy uh, Nick Aldis he kept it for a long time long time and I think he's a true NWA champion um, besides uh, Harley Race the late great Harley Race who passed away recently uh, who was an eight-time NWA champion uh, Nick Aldis did pretty good and uh, I can see I can see NWA go start having their own um, promotion like AEW and WWF. Um, they just need to to be like AEW and WWF, bring in the uh, old school vibe again. Not these, not the new school wrestling. I don't like the new school wrestling. New school wrestling is bullshit, to be honest. Um, but I can see NWA, the Jim Crockett Cup coming back in the fold and going all over North America, coming to Canada and stuff. It's it's going to be great. It's going to be great. So we'll be back right after this. This podcast is being sponsored by RSK Entertainment, your one-stop entertainment shop. Visit on Facebook, RSK Entertainment or email RSK Entertainment 2018 at gmail.com. Once again, that is RSK Entertainment on Facebook and email RSK Entertainment 2018 at gmail.com. All right, everybody, let's talk about a little bit of uh, KFEP here. Um, I talked about WWE, WCW, TNA, AEW, and NWA Wrestling. Let's talk about the KFEB shit. Uh, the KFEB is, like I said before in early on in the podcast, is your disbelief on the fakeness of wrestling, the storyline. You want to believe. You want to believe what's happening is real, where these 
two guys, girls, they don't like each other and they're going to beat the shit out of each other. End of story. That's K-Fabbing, keeping it real. Even off screen. Now, back then, there was no social media. There was no internet. Not until, like, I think 98, 97, 98, I want to say. Um... But there was no social media, so everybody didn't know that wrestling was fake until until the Montreal, well, not Montreal, Madison Square Garden incident where Shawn Michaels and, and Triple H versus uh, DS on Razor Ramon, who's Kevin Nash and Scott All, hugged it out after their cage match in Madison Square Garden, and everybody the roof apparently just went fucking ape shit and it was a house show it wasn't on tv it was a house show so with kfab and the whole storyline some wrestlers keep it up which is amazing and you can see it in some promotions not so much of wwe because we get to see a lot of behind the scenes now which is great but it's going to be hard to keep the truth alive Pretty much like the KFAB, the whole storyline alive now. Because everybody wants to see behind the scenes. Yes, behind the scenes is great. But when you have a big storyline going on, like uh, like The Rock and John Cena, that was a great storyline. I couldn't tell if they hated each other or if they were friends or, or whatever. They kept, they kept the KFAB going for years. And that was a good storyline. Um, even with social media and shit like that. I had Twitter back then and I followed The Rock and John Cena. The Rock was just talking so much shit about John Cena. John Cena saying the same thing. It was great. I don't know about nowadays, but you see a lot on um, Instagram, a little bit on Facebook. But the only true person that I see that, that talked a lot of shit was... Um, was Batista with him and Triple H when he wanted that last WrestleMania with Triple H. That kind of shit I like where you talk so much crap about the other person and it gets underneath their skin, but you know it's kayfabe. Like it it's it, it's a shoot. You're you're shooting on somebody. It, it's just it's all fake bullshit. But it's just to get the fans to get the hype going. It's to hype up the fans going, Oh my god, this shit's happening. Shit's gonna happen. This is gonna be great. This is gonna be awesome. This shit's real. But in the end, it, it's just it's just all bullshit. It's all fantasy. There are, everybody's friends. Some people like each other. Some people don't. But that's the thing about KFAB. It's, like I said before, and I don't want to repeat myself again, it's to disbelief the wrestling industry. There's the, the storyline that's going on between two people or the company or, or whatever. All that shit is just amazing. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin against Vince McMahon. What boss will let their co-worker beat the shit out of him every week for months and months and months on end? Chair shots, beer smashing, everything you name. What boss will let their, their co-worker do that now? You can even flip off your own boss and tell your boss to fuck off without getting any shit for it. When Stone Cold did it and he got paid like a motherfucker to do it. You say fuck you or you give your boss the finger or a co-worker. You're going to be pulled into the principal's office and get shit on. Mind you, that's where we are now in our generation where somebody says fuck you. You get pulled into the principal's office or whatever, which I find bullshit. But 
there's a fine line between man-to-man screaming and yelling match, and then there's harassment or yada, yada, yada. But anyways, I don't want to get into that. That's not what I'm talking about. We'll be right back after this. Okay, and we're back, and we are going to end this podcast with a couple of things. First things first, August 8th in wrestling history. In 1961, Red and Lou Bastin defeated Al Costello and Roy Heffernan for the U.S. Tag Team titles in the WWF, which is back then, which was called Worldwide Wrestling Federation, run and owned by Vince McMahon Sr. In 1961, Vern Gagne defeated Gene Snitsky, Knitsky sorry, for the AWA Heavyweight Championship title. In 1963, Vern Gagne also defeated Fitz Von Erich for the AWA title in Texas to start his fifth title reign. In 1981, Wahoo McDaniels defeated Rowdy Roddy Piper for the NWA U.S. Heavyweight title. In 1998, WCW held their Road Wild pay-per-view, which was in Sturgis, uh, which featured Goldberg to win a nine-man battle royal against the NWO Black and White versus the NWO Wolf Pack Red and, uh, Red and Black. In 2010, WWE signed Seth Rollins, who has become uh, WWE Champion, Intercontinental Champion, pretty much a lot of belts in the WWE. Also, in 2010, TNA, Total Non-Stop Action, company held an ECW-themed pay-per-view called Hardcore Justice. And your top five favorite wrestlers of all time. For me, it's going to be number one, obviously, Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's my favorite of all time, hands down, bar none, the best. I've seen videos of him in WCW and ECW, and then I became a huge fan of his when he came into WWE, when he became Stone Cold Steve Austin. I barely remember him in WWE, well, WWF at the time, as the ringmaster, but I remember him from day one when he debuted as Stone Cold Steve Austin. My second would have to be Dwayne The Rock Johnson, of course, The Rock, why not? Uh, my third would definitely be Triple H, Hunter Hearst Homsley, the game, the king of kings, uh, the COO of what is now the WWE, soon, probably soon going to be the CEO of WWE. Um, my fourth is going to be Shawn Michaels, obviously the HBK, Heartbreak Kid. He's just got that style that... I don't know. He he he's that he's one of the top best entertainers in wrestling history. He's the best performer, best in ring competitor. Everything about him just he's Mr. WrestleMania. Period. And number five, uh, it's a toss up. It's a toss up between the Undertaker. I've been a fan of his for so long, but then it's also. Goldberg and Batista, so you know what? I'm just gonna put all three of them in. It's supposed to be top five, but I guess I'm doing, you know, the top seven, I guess. So you got Undertaker's fifth, Goldberg six, Batista's number seven. That's it for me. Um, also, my wrestling Rushmore, it would have to be Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Stone Cold, The Rock, and Triple H, or how many faces are on. 
Mount Rushmore, I think there's four or five. I don't know. But those are my five top guys for my wrestling um, Rushmore. Now, my wrestling dream matches, I would have loved to have seen back then in the day. I would love to have seen before Stone Cold got hurt. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bill Goldberg. But I know that would have been like a quick match. Because back in the day, Goldberg wasn't much of a uh, storytelling kind of wrestler like Stone Cold and The Rock where they can go for a long period of time or, or Triple H. That would have been probably like a 10, 15 minute match. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I would like to have seen Sting versus The Undertaker. That would have been a good mind game kind of storytelling with the mystique of The Undertaker and Sting as as his crow kind of outlook and the shit that he did in WCW coming down from the rafters and the Undertaker coming up from the ring back in the day would have been great to have seen. Um, I would have loved to have seen, honestly, um, I would love to have really have seen Hulk Hogan and The Rock go at it in Hulk Hogan's prime, not when he returns to the WWE when he came back with the NWO, so to speak. Um, I think The Rock in his prime before, I would say, I'd say about WrestleMania 17, Rock was in his prime, he was in good shape, everything else. I would love to have seen Hulk Hogan at that time frame when he was like early 96, 97-ish. That would have been good. For both of them to meet up, that would have been great. Uh, my last one, I would love to have seen, my my dream match would have been Batista against Brock Lesnar. Um, Batista back then when he was just a straight up animal, just a huge fucking dude. Um, compared to Brock Lesnar now, it, or even Brock Lesnar back then, it would have been, it, it, it would have been good to see. It would have been, you know, those are my dream matches. That would have been great to see. Um, yeah. Those would have been my dream matches for sure to watch. Um, also, I would love to have seen. Would love to have seen. I'd have to say Kane against. Uh, Big Show in WCW. Kane being the big red monster back in like 97, 98, 99 ish, and Big Show when he first started in WCW as a giant. That would have been. That would have been, awesome to see. But other than that, I hope everybody enjoyed this podcast. I would like to say see you guys later. If you guys like to give me any types of ideas for the next podcast or if you guys have any questions about what I talked about, feel free to email me at GavinSalpec, cn at Outlook.com. Once again, GavinSalpec, cn at Outlook.com. Or you can find me on Instagram at Salpec, C-Y-O-P-E-C-K. You can find me on there, or you can find me on Facebook at Gavin Salpec. I will have this podcast up and loaded very soon after I do all the editing and all that other fun shit to go along with it. This might be just part one of wrestling. Uh, If you haven't listened to any wrestling podcast, please listen to 83 Weeks from Eric Bischoff and the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast. I've listened to both and they're just fucking amazing. I got to listen to uh, 
uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin talked to Mark Henry, which is a two-hour episode, which is amazing. I've gotten to listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin talk to Hulk Hogan, which is great. Um, and Stone Cold has a couple others. He's talked to Goldberg about it. Uh, I even listened to Chris Jericho, uh, Chris Jericho's podcast, talked to Batista, which was a great, great podcast. Uh, but listen to Eric Bischoff's 83 Weeks uh, podcast. He breaks it all down. You're going to have to listen to a lot of it. Um, but listen to, I would say, listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast, which is uh, top of the line shit. He, he, he gets, he actually does talking. He gets to be the interview. He gets to be the host. He talks to other people. I listen to him talk to Dixie Carter, Tony Khan, like I said, Hulk Hogan, uh, Mark Henry, Ryback, Cole Cabana, all these other people he's listened, that he's talked to. It's all been great. Um, so check it out. Uh, it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast, uh, uh, podcast one. You can find it on an Apple podcast. You can also find all my podcasts on, on the Anchor App podcast, Apple podcast, um, and others. Um, this podcast will be uploaded very soon. I'll be putting it on my Facebook and my Instagram. The link will be in the, in the bio in my Instagram. So everybody... Have a great evening. Have a great time. Hope you guys enjoyed my podcast. Ciao.